This Golden Edge podcast is sponsored by Station Casinos STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up. You're listening to the Golden Edge podcast sponsored by Station Casinos STN Sports and presented by the Las Vegas Review Journal and Blue Wire. Here's your host, Ben Goats. What is up, hockey fans? This is the Golden Edge podcast, the podcast for the Las Vegas Review Journal talks about hockey. I am Ben Goats. Your review journal Golden Knights beat writer joined in studio for the first time in a long time by my colleague David Shane. Dave, how's it going? Uh, it's going. <laughs> it's uh, been been busy doing other stuff, uh, know, enjoying myself. You. So yeah, you know, you have shifted over to the uh, sports betting side of the uh, RJ. How's life away from the rink so far? Uh not too bad. Uh Let's see. Played a lot of golf this summer. Um, got a little sun. Got to play Pebble Beach actually. That's lit. So, so that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, other than that, just kind of trying to get used to it a little bit. Still, you know, feeling my way through, you know, the sports betting side of everything. I got Todd Dewey teaching me all the ropes, so that's that's nice. He's you know couldn't couldn't have learned from anybody better. So yeah, other than that, I don't know. Just been watching like good, good videos on YouTube and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, just trying to trying to stay out of trouble. No, well, awesome. Well, uh, days back uh, after a brief hiatus because we do have a big announcement about the show that will take up the bulk of uh, today's episode. But before we kind of let you guys know what that is, uh, just a reminder that the Golden Edge Podcast is sponsored by Station Casinos STN Sports. We are presented. By the Las Vegas Review Journal, please check out all our written work at ReviewJournal.com. Uh, I've got some cool stuff coming up uh, this weekend for you guys, uh, and we are also presented uh, by Blue Wire. Um, so the big announcement is, uh, you know, we've been doing this show since uh, I looked back on my uh, Apple Podcast app, uh, August twenty eighth, uh, twenty eighteen. Uh, to give people some context, episode two was talking about uh, Nate Schmidt's suspension. Uh, episode three was talking about Max Pacioretty being traded to the Golden Knights, not from the Golden Knights to the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, I think we ended up doing more than 200 of these overall, including a ton of bonus episodes with player interviews. We've done them at City National Arena. We've done them here in a studio. We did them remotely uh, for a very long time. Uh, we did them over the phone in various locations uh, across the National Hockey League map. Um, but unfortunately, uh, moving forward, we are going to be taking a uh, break uh, indefinitely uh, from the show. Uh, as we've just addressed, it's been a lot different for me now. Now that Dave is on the sports betting beat, yours truly is doing this thing solo. It's much less fun talking into a microphone all by myself. Uh, and because we're no longer splitting duties and I've just got a lot more going on, uh, the powers that be that uh, very kindly let us do this show for four seasons uh, have decided it's better if I focus uh, on other things, so all our written work still at ReviewJournal.com. You can still sign up for our email newsletter uh, once we get close to the season. That'll get going again. You can still check me out um, on 7 at 7, which will be on our website, our app, our YouTube and Facebook pages, uh, etc. I'll be appearing a lot more on kind of our video stuff. Uh, but we really uh, just can't thank everyone who has listened to the show uh, enough over the years and uh, supported us. And we really hope that you continue to do so just in a different format. And special shout outs, obviously, to our colleague Adam Hill, who was a big part of a lot of these early shows. Uh, Larry, our main producer, who's been awesome throughout all of this. Uh, Heidi Fang was an interim producer uh, for one episode briefly this summer, so I want to give her a shout out too. But 
Um, it's been awesome. It's been a really fun ride. We're sorry that it's ending, but uh, we're just really happy for the memories and the experiences. Uh, Dave, you got any any favorite times from all the episodes we've recorded over the years? I mean, a few jumped to mind. I think I always got a kick out of, uh, you know, unfortunately, once the pandemic started and we were doing these remotely, both of us would have a dog in the background yep. that was always barking or doing something or or whatever. So that, that was always Whenever kind of... Whenever I a... got any UPS deliveries during the podcast, production <laughs> would shut down for like 15 minutes. Yeah, Larry, Larry got a... Larry had to show his editing chops on a lot of these when we would get like interrupted and stuff and we'd have to kind of piece it together and cut it up. But I mean, that was always, uh, I just always got a kick out of that. I always thought that was fun, but you know, I don't know. Like I certainly remember a lot of the interviews. I think, you know, anytime we had a guest, you know, that was always fun. I I certainly remember uh, there's two for whatever reason that jump out to me. One of them is Nick Haig. We interviewed him and we got, he was on the show during a development camp. Yep. And I just remember like walking away from that interview, just being so impressed with him and just kind of being like, that's what a professional is like that. Like I just right away, I was just so struck by, you know, his maturity, um, how articulate he was. He just seemed to have his head screwed on so straight and to kind of see, you know, obviously we'll see what happens you know, with the contract and playing time and all that this year. But, you know, I'm not surprised that that he stuck with this team, that he played as early as he did, that the team seems as hesitant as they are to, like, trade him or do anything that, you know, some of the rumors or, or whispers were out there. Like, like he, he seems like such a big part of, you know, this organization. And, and I think we saw a glimpse of it, in, you know, in that interview and just kind of his makeup. The other one, for whatever reason, too, was Zach Whitecloud. I just remember being in like, I, I swear, I feel like we were in like a closet somewhere. Yeah, we were just like in a back room at City National, I believe. It smelled really, really bad. Yeah, yeah. But but just hearing about his upbringing, you know, obviously being First Nation and, you know, everything that kind of comes with that, you know, his pride with that and, and representing, you know, where he's from and everything. Those are the two I think that probably like, like really jump out to me. Yeah, we also talked about his uh, bachelor watching habits. Yeah, a lot of highs and lows in that interview. <laughs> yeah, it was a roller coaster um, all the time. But yeah, other than that, I I mean, I there was the one there was one other one that for whatever reason jumps out, and I I can't remember. I, it was a couple of years ago, and I remember it, I came off a trip, and I I swear I feel like they were in like Philadelphia. And then Chicago, I think, and I came back, and I was like all fired up about how they handled Oscar Dansk and how they like I felt like they put him in a bad spot and it wasn't you know it wasn't an opportunity for him to have success and I kind of I just remember being like yeah like I'm gonna jump all over him for this one and like I tried to you know be objective and not throw my opinion out a whole heck of a lot and, and whatever but for whatever reason I just remember like that podcast in particular and just being like like super fired up and I mean obviously like the goalies was a topic that came up a lot a fair number of times yeah yeah and and so i you know i think just sort of that too just how much and you know how big of an issue the goaltending became how how much of a hot button you know topic and talking point you know was for us and for fans and everything like that so, still is yeah yeah I'm not going anywhere right so i mean those are a few that just like you know kind of popped to mind as, as i was thinking about you know all of this yeah 
Yeah, I remember uh, our Peyton Krebs interview from this like a year ago, basically, for a lot of the main reasons you brought up Nick Haig, where he was just like a guy who's had like the worst injury luck where he popped his uh, tore mostly tore his Achilles like before the draft, just like the worst timing and then gets to the NHL is like finally playing and then just like completely like shatters his jaw. And he like went into detail about how messed up his jaw was and was still just like happy like not as i guess happy go but it was like still like super confident like super focused super dedicated like just was not let any letting anything slow him down so i remember that being uh really fun and yeah uh in addition to the dance thing my favorite thing was whenever you would be like i'm not sure i should go there i'm not sure whether i should say this or whether and then you would almost always just do it anyway like you would get it would be like we were on a roller coaster and we would get to the top and you were like man, should I just go back down? And then like every single time you would just like take the plunge yeah. and just like let it off your chest. Anybody that knows me, that's a, that's totally my personality. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do Yeah. Forget it. Who Let's cares? Do, yeah. yeah. It was, it was great. <laughs> it was one of my favorite times. Oh, what can I say? You know, it's actually, so as I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about this, there's one other one too, that, that really jumps out sort of almost more so in hindsight is when we got a chance to talk to Cody glass Yep, and just, how open and honest he was with us with kind of, you know, where he was and especially like mental health and, and things like that. And obviously, you know, him being traded and, and having to kind of, I don't want to say resurrect his career, but, you know, really, you know, try to live up, I guess, to the expectations. Maybe that's, that's the way to say it in, in Nashville. Like I, I, I always hate this. Like I see, if you look at his pictures on the AHL, it shows it like year by year yeah. and you can see the smile go from really big to, sort of big to not really there at all to not there like completely non-existent mm-hmm. like just the the career and the roller coaster that he's been on and and you know to hear a couple of years ago sort of where he was at and him to be able to open up you know to us about it and give some insight i, I you know i thought that was really important and that, that was another one that really kind of jumps out too vegas get in on the sports betting action and get on the stn sports app with 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started, no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. So sign up today for STN Sports and earn up to $500 on your first deposit. Yeah, I remember that. He was very honest to about it about seeing a sports psychologist about how yeah when he was i think he was talking to us about how when he was with team canada and like youth teams he would like check social media after games and how that just wasn't healthy for him and yeah obviously i think his career hasn't gone um as he obviously would have liked he actually did have a very good year in the ahl last yeah. year but yeah, did not did. get a lot of nhl opportunity which we'll see if that changes he did resign um, with the predators but i do remember coming up out of that conversation away and if you know, people remember Cody Glass's background and how he was raised and how he kind of got to where he was even at the draft. He is like a very easy guy to root for. And I thought coming out of that conversation, that kind of solidified it of I thought he provided a lot of good explanation without necessarily being like an excuse maker of like, here are things that I've struggled with. You know, here are reasons why. And he was kind of explaining in real time why maybe even his Knights career wasn't going the way he envisioned or he planned. And I thought he was providing good explanations and it was easy to see his perspective without necessarily being like, you know, it's not my fault. He was still owning, like, I need to be better at X, Y, and Z, but these are reasons that 
you know, I've had trouble adjusting to what I've kind of being asked to do here. So I do remember that one very well. And I'm very curious to see maybe next year, whether he's able to get more of an NHL look with the Predators. How about you, Larry, over there, our oh, producer? Man. Actually, guys, a mic for this episode. Oh, man. So got, many. Got memes. So many memories. Um, well, first of all, I'd like to thank both of you guys for teaching me the game of hockey because <laughs> I knew everything I knew about hockey, I knew from NHL 20 um, on the Xbox. So <laughs> I learned a lot from you guys, and I, I, I truly appreciate all the time and effort you guys put into this. Um, and I want to thank the uh, the listeners also. And of course, the RJ management, like Ben touched on, for allowing us to do this podcast. Um, it was really cool. Um, my favorite episodes were the 30, uh, 30 and 30, because oh, I got yeah. to use the sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> and those are all because of Dave suggested them. And uh, <laughs> those are definitely my favorite. Um, obviously, the player interviews were really cool because never in a million years did I ever think I'd be sitting across from NHL players. So that, that was really, really cool for me as well. Um, one of my most memorable interviews was when Mark Stone just came over and uh, we were waiting to get him. And uh, Adam, he comes out in shorts and Adam goes, hey, man, you look cold. And Mark Stone gave Adam <laughs> the death look. Like, <laughs> and it kind of it kind of made the tension up a little bit. It was a really weird interview for the first 10 minutes or so. But yeah, so in fairness to provide the context, uh, Mark Stone had just come off of like a photo shoot um, also with us. So it's like our own you know, like company's fault or whatever, but he had been like, you know, posed all these different ways. We were doing a magazine shoot for him. So I think understandably he had kind of like had to go through this photo shoot and then was told like, Oh, you're all, you're not done. Uh, These three yahoos over here need to ask you like some questions. And so I don't think, yeah, like uh, Mark was probably in the best uh, headspace, understandably. So uh, I'm not a fan of having my photo taken either. And and yeah, then the fact that Adam started that off with the random remark was just great. Where on the other hand, we did one with Ryan Reeves where we had just played like the Price is Right with Ryan Reeves. And so he was he was feeling it. Yeah, Uh, I remember that. That was actually really fun. That was very fun. Soto helped us out on that. No, that video I I still uh, very much enjoy. So, I mean, all those uh, interviews are obviously not going anywhere. They still all exist on, you know, our podcast archives. So if you guys use uh, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, et cetera, you should be able to go back, find all these different ones that we've did um, basically all four years. So we've done, I mean, I was actually going through uh, planning out uh, next year's shows earlier this offseason before we kind of got, you know, the news of where this is going. And I mean, we've done a lot of people on this roster. So there were not like a ton of, I would say like huge names that we have not talked to. I mean, we've talked to stone. We've talked to Chandler Stevenson, talked to Riley Smith. Uh, we've talked to Alex Petrangelo, Hag. Uh, we've talked to, you know, so, so many guys on this roster, Logan Thompson last year. So uh, if you guys are interested in all those and kind of longer conversations with these guys, I would really encourage um, you to check them out. Um, So those are lots of, our memories of what we will remember about this show. We're sad that we're not going to do one uh, this year because it should be a very interesting year. It can go in a lot of different directions, which is why I think this next year's Golden Knights team is kind of more fascinating as we head into uh, training camp this season than those in years past. For the last couple of years, we've kind of just been expecting this team is going to be one of the better ones, not only in the Pacific Division, but in the Western Conference. And we think they'll have a pretty easy path to the playoffs. Did not exactly work out that way last year, but that's certainly what we were thinking a year ago at this time. And now I think there's a lot of different options as to how kind of their ultimate fate could end up. So I figured just since we won't have time to kind of investigate throughout the year, uh, might as well just throw out 
our predictions because luckily we won't have a podcast for anyone to hold us to these. Yeah. So if these go wrong, we don't have to answer on microphone. And then poof, they're gone. Exactly. <laughs> They'll just remember, go out remember, into the ether. Remember, you guys are still on Twitter. Uh, we are still on Twitter. Um, so, uh, Dave, you've obviously been obviously not as focused on the day to day for a couple months here, but you know, what do you make of uh, this team now compared to when you kind of stepped away in April? And do you have any big predictions for how this night season is going to go? Well, maybe the insight that I can offer is from kind of the sports betting side and, you know, talking to a few bookmakers this summer is, you know, things like point totals have come out and, you know, different odds, you know, futures for the Stanley Cup, stuff like that. I mean, I think it's interesting where the books view them. You know, I think last I look, I think they originally had come out. Most of the books consensus was about like 98, 98 and a half point was it was their total for this season. That should pretty safely get them in the playoffs if they were to hit that. I think there was two teams, Calgary and Edmonton, that were predicted ahead of them with like 104, 105 points. Yeah. Nashville was the uh, last wild card team last year with uh, 97 points. Okay. And the Stars had 98. Right. So depending on the division and you know where they finish, obviously if they finish third, that would that would get them there. So I think it's I guess it's interesting or to me that that from their standpoint, you know, you lose Robin Leonard for predictable predictably the whole season you know you're probably going to have to ride some kind of combination of logan thompson aiden hill um maybe laurent brossois depending on you know his health like it it seems like that would send alarm bells up and yet doesn't seem like there's like massive concern there hasn't been like a major i would say correction or anything like like that at least in like the betting market so part of me wants to kind of say okay well they they know what they're doing over there I don't think this team's going to like totally face plant. And yet there's another part of me that's maybe just, I don't know, my, my own view, like the square view of it that would look at this roster, at least on paper, especially, and kind of cringe and kind of, you know, be a little worried that they could run into a situation like they ran into last year. And the, the, the funny thing is like, you look at the final record and the final point total last year. And it's like, it wasn't like it was that bad. They had more points. I think it was the same number of wins maybe as the second season when they were third place and played San Jose in the playoffs. So, I mean, it wasn't like there was a total crash and burn or anything last year, even with all those injuries and all of that. So you, you kind of figure, okay, should be similar. You know, maybe if they get, you know, Bruce Cassidy can fix the power play. If he comes in and his defensive system you know, is able to maybe mask over the goaltending a little bit and kind of help them out, then, you know, yeah, I could see, you know, anywhere to, you know, 95, 100 points, somewhere in in that range. But like I said, there's another part of me that's just kind of kind of looks at them and they're so thin. They're just, I, I don't see how they withstand any sort of major injuries or anything like that. And then Bruce Cassidy's already talked about, you know, juggling the misfit line at the start of the season. And so you kind of, start to play with different things and like, okay, well, what does that mean for Chandler Stevenson? What does that maybe potentially mean for like William Carlson? Is that going to affect their play? Is Stevenson not going to be like a 50 to 60 excuse me, point guy? You know, how does that show up in like the long, like there's just a lot of questions that I still have about this team, even beyond just, you know, the goaltending and sort of the obvious ones. Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, but I mean, it's so huge. I mean, you'd, don't know necessarily what you're going to get from the goaltending, which is a huge, obviously, question mark and a huge swing 
thing for any team season, but especially this one's obviously health. I think more than most teams is a concern for this one. Is Mark Stone going to be, I mean, they expect him to be ready for the regular season, but he's going to be capital letters Mark Stone at the start of the season. Is he going to need to ease back into it? Is he going to be a point per game guy again? All those kind of things. When is Laurent Brassois going to come back? Because obviously you'd like him to come back sooner and later to limit the amount of Michael Hutchinson you would potentially see this season. Um, there's just a lot of routes for you can see kind of pitfalls and trap doors, like you're saying, with their depth um, that maybe don't exist as much for other teams. I still think they kind of end up in the range you said, and I think that makes them a playoff team, but they're just probably more vulnerable coming yeah. into a season than they have That's been. That's probably a good word for in the past because you look at the division, and I think they're probably a step behind Calgary and Edmonton. And while I would probably pick them to finish third ahead of L.A. and Vancouver, I don't think it's impossible that L.A. or Vancouver can catch them. I think the top five in the Pacific is actually going to be pretty competitive. And so if a couple things go the wrong way, they could easily slip down in those standings. It'll be interesting to see how it'll play out. Uh, Once again, we'll still obviously be covering the ins and outs of the Golden Knights seasons at reviewjournal.com. You can find all our written work there. Um, I'll also be on a lot of video, like I said, doing uh, our seven at seven hits, which you can find at reviewjournal.com or on our YouTube page, Facebook page, um, stuff like that, our app. Uh, you can download the Review Journal app as well. Um, but for uh, possibly the final time, uh, I'm Ben Goats. He's Dave Shane. That was Larry behind our screens producing. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening along these past four years. We really appreciate it. Thank you, everyone, who helped make this possible, including uh, the higher-ups at the paper and everyone. We've had a blast. We hope you guys enjoyed it as well. Uh, we hope to talk to you guys at some point down the road. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the SDN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started, no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. So sign up today for STN Sports and earn up to $500 on your first deposit.